0: Welcome everyone to the Apocalypse Podcast. I'm Steve. He is.
1: Reverend Dr. Lawrence Van Beek.
0: Reverend Doctor. Yeah. Folks. I'm going
1: to say EMT, but I'm going to lose that, Steve.
0: That's that's right, because they want so much just to maintain that silly designation, right?
1: They 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 created a school, um, the pharmaceutical college in Manitoba, <laughs> and now they want many hundreds of dollars more a year to be a member. <laughs> and so um so it makes it not worthwhile to to do that just to volunteer to pick up drunks off the road you know so, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah it, it's weird it is weird yeah it
0: hardly seems worth it at that point
1: <laughs> yeah and you have to have um, you have to have uh, liability insurance on top of that mm-hmm. in case someone says you touched them inappropriately while you were trying to save their lives yeah that's right and um and so you wonder if it's worth it being a volunteer, right? Yeah, in the north. So, hmm. well, I we, we did a lesson on on liability, and it, it scared me bad enough I didn't want to do this job at all anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't I don't go near anybody unless you know, unless they're dead and I'm doing CPR. I really stand back as much as I can. Yeah. It's really weird. It's a weird thing. Yeah. And it's well, sort of like, you know, like chapter 17 of Revelation, actually. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, I can't wait for this time. Uh, pull me yeah. back. Where are we going? <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would I would probably read right down to 60.
0: OK, so, folks, um, we're in Revelation 17. Um, the title is The Great Prostitute and the Beast. So think of where we're going from that point onward. Revelation 17, starting at verse one. And then one of the seven angels who had been, who had had the seven bowls came and said to me, come, I will show you the judgment of the great prostitute who is seated on many waters with whom the kings of the earth have committed sexual immorality. And with the wine of those sexual immorality, the dwellers on the earth have become drunk. And he carried me away in the spirit to a wilderness. And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that was full of blasphemous names and it had seven heads and 10 horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and jewels and pearls, holding in her hand a cup full of abominations and the impurities of her sexual immorality. And on her forehead was written a name of mystery, Babylon the great, the mother of prostitutes and of the earth's abominations. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and the blood of the martyrs of Jesus.
1: Isn't that descriptive language, Steve? Oof! Is it ever? It is. It it makes prostitution about as disgusting as you could possibly make prostitution. Right. It's it's not um, you know, it's not like the movie uh, Pretty Woman. I was trying to think of the movie. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, you know, where they're all happy prostitutes. Yeah, it, it's not
0: glamorizing is, it at all, is it?
1: Not, yeah. not 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 really the glamour that you would like. No, yeah. oh. no. Um, so anyway, so the seven angels. So this is; these are the ones who had the bowls, of course, um, and they had just poured them out on the earth. And so now they come, and they're going to talk about the judgment of the of the great prostitute and the beast. And I think we're, what we're going to find is that the great prostitute here is the Roman religious system, mm. and the beast is is the Roman uh, political system. Okay. So now you can you can go other ways with this, but you're gonna you're gonna find that this fits. Um, just about every time, uh, once we get into the next section, we talk about the kings. They mention the kings here, but we'll talk about them when you read the next section. Okay. Right? So now the prostitute is seated on many waters. Okay. Sounds very uncomfortable to me. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but this is the idea of, of, um, of, of, the, of the influence of this prostitute. Many waters, they often say in this book, are many groups of people. Nathan okay. Things like this. And the okay. prostitute is controlling nations, okay. is what she's doing. She just doesn't have a wet behind. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. so this is, this is one
0: part, don't take, don't take literally.
1: <laughs> re- really, you want to kind of avoid that if you can. Now, here's an oddity in this one, Steve. She gets carried away into the, into the wilderness. And then when he, he's carried away into the wilderness. But when he's there, he sees the woman sitting on a scarlet beast full of blasphemous names, right? Mm-hmm. Normally in this book they'll say the peopled places are the evil places and the wilderness or the desert is the places of safety. But this time he is taken to the desert. Maybe he's taken to a place of safety. Maybe that's what they're trying mm-hmm. to say. And this is where he sees. Now notice that the uh, that the woman is now now she got off the water, um, dried herself off quick, and um, and and sat down on a scarlet beast. And the scarlet beast um, is what. Now, some think that this points to Jerusalem, but they have a problem because this sits on seven hills and, and the place that sits on seven hills is Rome.
0: Mm. Rome,
1: Rome is the city of seven hills. And, and they talk about the seven hills of Rome quite often. Right. Um, And so, so that becomes very important. Right. And now, now on this, um, um, on this beast now are the seven heads, which are going to be, you're going to find later on are, are kings over Rome. And then, and then ten horns, and the ten horns are also kings. Okay. At a at a little later time, and the woman is arrayed in purple and scarlet. So that's very very wealthy. She's super wealthy, right? Gold and jewels and pearls, and yet she's carrying a, bu- a cup, a bucket of a bucket of abominations. <laughs> See, uh, a cup of abominations.
0: Can't get that shirt. good KFC, can you?
1: <laughs> that's right. That's right. And and it sounds. And they make the whole idea of sexual immorality very disgusting. The whole idea of abominations. Abominations. So this is a filth. So she is gorgeous. And this cup is filthy that she uses. And on her forehead is written this word, this thing. Babylon, the great, the mother of prostitutes and all earth's abominations. So either they're using a very small font, or or, or she just has this massive forehead, right? Which, which makes her less attractive, if you ask me. I don't, I'm not a I'm not a big forehead person, so yeah. yeah, so I don't know quite what to do with it. But but the but the whole idea, of course, if you got this written on your forehead, number all the time, these people have names on their foreheads, right? The, the children of God have His name the, on His forehead. The children of of Satan have the number of the beast the name of the beast or the number of the beast on their forehead, right, the right. whole idea of your thoughts and your emotions. Right. And and that and on her forehead is the mother of prostitutes. Don't forget in the 90s, people people really thought this was the United States. Oh. In the first century, people really thought this was Rome. Hmm. Right. The Germans thought they were, um, you know, the, the third Reich. You know, and the first Reich was the Holy Roman Empire. Okay. was the first rank. Right. I can't remember the second rank. Right. <laughs> I always ask that. I think it's the Ottoman Empire or something like that. It's the second rank. Right. Nobody cares. You're yeah, second, yeah. right? You're not 1st yeah. not third. You're just second. Yeah, you're silver. So, um, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, you know, the Germans, the closest they came to world domination, they did win the World Cup in the last <laughs> round. And I, I, I think, you know, they were all all high-stepping about that one. Um <clears throat> So then, wow! yeah, that's a bit harsh, but, <laughs> but I, I have some German people that I know, and, and I thought I, that would be good for them. And I saw the woman, there was a guy on TV and, and he said, you know, who do the Germans use as the bad guy in the movies? He said, Germans, he said, you know, we, you know, we, we saw, we know what happened. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we get it.
1: <laughs> we get it. And I saw the woman was drunk with the blood of saints and the martyrs of Jesus. And this soul, this soul looks like it, this could be any point in history the blood of saints and the martyrs but it very much fits rome doesn't it yeah yeah it especially could be timing.
0: like especially like you say you tie back the seven hills obviously pointing at rome and then this obviously yeah. you know the persecution. Yeah, so,
1: so for me you know i become completely preterist here and i really think he's just talking about rome yeah. um but you don't have to this could be um like we said this could be Um, You know, this could be Hitler's Germany, this could be United States, this could be some future um, organization. Some people thought it was going to be the European when they all got together and created the Euro before Brexit, Um, uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. There's times when human beings have got together and people will tie that into these passages as well. Right. And it can fit. It can fit. Yeah. Um, I still see it as wrong. Okay. So now we're down to the next section.
0: Uh, When I saw her, I actually skipped a little bit of six, didn't I? I'm sorry. I forgot that, folks. When I saw her, I marveled greatly. But the angel said to me, why do you marvel? I will tell you the mystery of the woman and the beast with the seven heads and ten horns that carry her. The beast that you saw and is not and is about to rise from the bottomless pit and go to destruction. And the dwellers on earth whose names have not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world will marvel to see the beast because it was and is not and is to come. This calls for a mind with wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman is seated. They are also seven kings, five who have fallen, one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he does come, he must remain only for a little while. As for the beast that, that was and is not, it is an eighth, but belongs to the seven, and it goes to destruction. And the ten horns that you saw are the ten kings who have not yet received royal power, but they are to receive authority as kings for one hour together with the beast. These are of one mind and they will hand over their power to the authority and to the beast. They will make war on the Lamb, and the lamb will conquer them for he is the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And those who are with him are called chosen and faithful.
1: So this is the explanation of the whole thing. And he says, he says that he says, the angel said to me, don't marvel. The angels always do that. They tell you something incredibly marvelous. And then they go, ah, come on. Don't yeah. marvel at that. It's nothing. Um, I'll give you the mystery. So the beast you saw was and is not, and was about and is about to come out of the bottomless pit. They think that's kind of a, of a of a kind of like the lamb, but this is the dark side. You right, know, the, I get you. Jesus was, he was killed, he rose from the dead. Yep. The beast was, he's gone, and he returns. And uh, don't forget, people looked at um, at different rulers and people throughout history that were shot. Who they thought were dead and then they they weren't and they looked at the pope um one of the popes and they look at uh ronald reagan and they look at different people they do that with the mark of the beast as well so this okay. ties back to that a little bit but anyway here's what he says this calls for wisdom a mind of wisdom the seven heads are the seven mountains on which the woman is seated so i don't know why he switched to mountains there from hills but these are the seven hills on which the woman was seated um and also, the seven kings, five have fallen, another's not yet come, but will reign a little while. And as for the beast, he's not yet, but he is the eighth. And he belongs to the seven. So what, what, what most scholars do here is they take this and, and they talk about Rome being on the seven hills, except Beal. He'll just say the whole thing means evil. But, um, but most will say it's on the seven hills. And then they start talking about who these seven kings are, right? Okay. And David Ownie, in he's got a, a two, a two-volume book on revelation that's just massive, quite, quite difficult to get through. Um not 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 for novices. Yeah. I would I would say. But but he he'll talk about the nine different views as to who these kings are. And the way it works, Steve, um, like the way you go about these kings is let me just do this again. Is is you got to find a place to start and you got to find a place to end and you got to know what to do in the middle, right? right? And and your interpretation all has to do with where you think it should end. So right. everybody kind of already makes up their mind uh, as to who this is talking about, and then they work out the rest to kind of fit, right? And it sounds rough, but I mean we don't know what else to do anyway. <laughs> so they'll either point this will either show up as Nero. Or it'll show up as Domitian, because those are the two big ones. Like Nero was in the 50s. Now, some will actually point to Vespasian because Vespasian and his son Titus were there at the fall of Jerusalem. And there are a few, and it it, it would make so much sense if, if we believed it. That that actually think this whole book of Revelation has to do with the fall of Jerusalem in 8070. And so they don't take it further, you know. Yeah. Because John John lived through 8070. So maybe this is what he's talking about. But anyway, here's, here's how, we, let's just play with this just for a second. Sure. So the, the, the Roman kings that we're talking about, so you have Julius Caesar, Augustus, his son, son of God, that was Augustus. Um, so the son of God stuff in, in the book of, yeah. which, which book was it now? I forgot. Son of God. Anyway, so, um, and then there's Tiberius, and then Caligula. They always say Gaius Caligula, but we'll just say Caligula for ease sake. Claudius, and then Nero. And then there's Galba, Otho, Vitellius. And, um, and then after, after that, that gets you to about AD 69. And then after that, you've got Vespasian and Titus and then Domitian, right? So those are your Roman kings. So if you wanted to land at Nero, then you have to make Julius Caesar a king. Hmm. And, and some, so Suetonius, the Roman um, historian Suetonius, would have started with Julius Caesar and said he was a king, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm with you now. I'm with you. No? Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, forgot the name of the guy, the blue-blooded Roman guy. It was Suetonius and Tacitus. So Tacitus, Tacitus will, will actually start at, um, at Augustus because Augustus was actually the first emperor. Julius wasn't an emperor. He just kind of got the whole thing started, right? Okay. And then his son Augustus became an emperor. So, if you want, you go Julius is one, Augustus is two, Tiberius is three, Caligula is four, Claudius is five, Nero is the sixth. Okay, so he he's kind of the key one. But then you don't know what to do after that, right? Um, because if you want to get to if you want to get to Vespasian, you're okay. But you have a problem because you've got Galba, Otho, and Vitellius. And all three of those guys, like like Galba, lasted from June to January, <laughs> um, and then Otho lasted from January to April AD 69, You know, in the summer of love. Yeah, that's that right. Was, yeah.
0: yeah, Sean brightly, but was over fast.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then April to December was Vitellius. So, so I mean, the three of them, all three of them, lasted about a year. So they they last as long as a uh, you know as a president over. Uh, over a school, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, nice yeah. Time. Very few, very few last that kind of a job. I've I've seen them rise and fall here, like like uh, like like sticks get <laughs> matched. But um, and I say cricket because I know nothing about the game. <laughs> 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 I just, well, there's a stick in the back that you got to throw a ball at. Um, okay. Yeah. So then, otherwise, what you do is you start with Augustus and you drop those three kings, the three little kings, yeah. and then you end up with Titus being the, the seventh. Titus is the fall of Jerusalem. And after him, you've got Domitian. So, so, so all of that to say, there are these kings of Rome. And they're not really kings. They're emperors, right? Right. Emperor, king, like we can go that far. Um, and, and, and you just, you just play with it until you get to the one you want. Right. And I'm, I still want to say Domitian all the time, but oftentimes when I read this, I, I'm, I'm thinking closer to AD 70, which is kind of crazy. Hmm. But, I'm, but then I just I just dismiss that because I want it to be Domitian.
0: OK.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and the 10 horns then are the kings that have not received their power, but are going to receive their power for a very short period of time. And that's they, they think that's 10 nations around Rome that kind of led their that kind of joined with Rome and led their stuff to Rome. But if, you're, if you were living in the 1980s, you would have said those 10 kings were the uh, European Commonwealth, the British Commonwealth, not European, British Commonwealth. Oh. And for a very long time, the Commonwealth was 10 nations. Okay. And the prophecy guys actually talked about the Commonwealth being these 10 kings and, and the nations that, that, that were all together for a short period of time. Weird. Yeah. But then the Commonwealth grew. And the prophecy guy said, "God, God gave them a new vision of, of what you know, because that's what you do if you're a prophecy guy. Yeah, you, you you don't stand with your mistake. God, God just reveals a little more to you all the yeah. time. Yeah, and yeah. and you make bags of money doing this, Steve.
0: Yeah, you refine the there's, prophecy slightly.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right. There's there's no money in what I do, but there's there's really good money in being a prophecy guy. <laughs> I have considered it. Um, they will make and they and they make war on the lamb right and they conquer and and they conquer him um they conquer them they will make war on the lamb but the lamb will conquer them let me say this right um he's the lord of lords and king of kings come on yeah and he he, with them are the chosen and the faithful so we get to go along with them while he conquers all of these guys so so christ will win out over this
0: yeah
1: right okay and, it's um, the f-
0: and we should say it's the first time that, you know, you'll mention this later as we get through the chapters, but this is not us fighting alongside Christ. This is Christ fighting alone. And we are simply there.
1: I play tennis with a guy up here. His name is Jerry Wald, And, and Jerry is so good at tennis that I play doubles with him just so I can win tournaments. And, <laughs> and really I just watch him play and every once in a while he lets me hit one. And I think that's what Jesus will do every once in a while. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Steve. Take a take a scroll. <laughs> oh, well, good try. Good try. I'll finish it for you. I got it for you. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got it. I'll run in behind you and take the ball after you completely miss it. And uh, and and that's sort of what Jesus is doing here. He's, he's kind of winning the whole thing for us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh.
0: Right. Picking it up at verse 15. And the angel said to me, the waters that you saw where the prostitute is seated are the peoples and the multitudes and nations and languages. And the ten horns that you saw they and the beast will hate the prostitute. They will make her desolate and naked and devour her flesh and burn her up with fire. For God is put into their hearts to carry out his purpose by being of one mind and handling, handing over their raw power to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. And the woman that you saw, Oh, go ahead.
1: No, no, you, you finish.
0: And the woman that you saw is the great city that has dominion over the Kings of the earth.
1: Right. And, and this is where, again, um, where you're seeing Rome in the religious system. Now, if you want to see future, you're seeing a future leader and, and that future leader's religious system. Hmm. Right. The beast and the religious system that goes with him. Right. And it can't be Christianity because Christianity is, is far too narrow for that to work. Right. You have to be, you have to be more Baha'i, more, more Zoroastrian, more Persian. In the way that you do this stuff because you have to be inclusive right and so and there we go so the water she sits on are actually peoples and multitudes and nations and languages yeah right and remember jesus wins over peoples and multitudes and nations and languages as well Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. here um these are the ones that that turn against christ and see and and notice the the ten horns and the beast hate the prostitute so the so the roman political system rises against its own religious system, mm. which actually does happen in Rome. <laughs> yeah. um, so it, it it does fit very well, but it's but it's gonna fit, it's gonna fit that. And again, it'll it'll it the the oddity of this is it fits any nation that rises up. Yeah. You know, it fits any nation. Um you know Hitler had his own kind of religious system going at the same time, you know. And mm-hmm. it was the uh the confessional church went against him. But but the church, the church itself went with Hitler um, in the beginning. Um, I don't know about the United States doesn't quite fit into that because they've always been very kind of loose and free with religion. Um, unless you go into the southern states, into the Bible Belt, and then <laughs> that's a whole different ballgame down yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but but so, so you can push it to the future if you want. It really fits Rome very well. Yeah. And, um, and they, turn against the, they turn against their own religious system and they destroyed it um and the woman you saw is the great city and has dominion over the kings so um so so there's there's twists and turns in the way that john does this but it it does fit very well with his age and his time and and the coming the coming of the end um of rome yeah And,
0: and it would make sense if he's trying to give coded language to protect himself too right
1: Yeah. And it's kind of weird because that is a very strong point for apocalyptic that they spoke in a coded language that, that their audience understood, but others didn't understand to protect themselves. And yet he's not protecting them. No, he's actually saying they're going to bleed and die. And she's, she's drunk with the blood of the saints, you know, and, and that is a kind of Obvious thing that, that the <laughs> Romans are going to clue into. So it's a weird thing because I, I I would have said that too, Steve, and yeah. and I agree with you because we do teach that that this is part of it. But there is a there is a symbolic language that I think you have to be on the inside to get. Yeah, and which is the same with any kind of subculture. You yeah. know, in in your days of psychology when you were learning subcultures and all that stuff, they talked about the thing that ties a subculture together. And a part of that is cryptic language that only the group gets. Right. 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 And um, and this this could very well be that just the way you're saying. Yeah. And yet, and yet he's not, he's definitely not trying to save their lives. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Warn them maybe, but
0: not, but not save them.
1: Yeah. So it's a, it's a it's a rough goal. It's a rough goal for them. And uh, God is completely in control still. And I guess you and I have to keep accepting that God is completely in control. Do we not?
0: <laughs> wow. <clears throat> <clears throat> Folks, you don't know how actually close to the heart that actually is sometimes, right? When you really don't want. Yeah, when you really don't want to even accept that. It's really still there. Larry, thank you so much for that, my friend. Folks, thanks for joining us. That was Revelation 17. I don't know if you know this, but Revelation 18 comes right after Revelation 17. So we'll do that next week.
1: <laughs> which is Babylon. This is Babylon, the destruction of Babylon. Yeah,
0: that's right. We are gearing up to the very end, right? We're, yeah. Uh, which we've actually seen a few times already, but we're gearing up to the final, final end. <laughs> if we can put it which there. Which
1: at the end isn't the end, does it? Turns out. <laughs> that's but right. That's
0: right. Folks, thanks again. So appreciate that you uh, take time to, um, to, uh, listen to us and, um, and just, uh, download our podcast. We sure appreciate it until next time. I'm Steve. He's Larry. And this was the Apocalypse Podcast.